Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UY is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Small petal, big flower energy. That is how Cassidy Ray Broom describes her biggest passion. The world can be hard. She wants to be able to be vulnerable, like a petal, while also being strong, like the entire flower, both at the same time. I found Cassidy to be insightful, as she's given the depth of this life tremendous thought, and all this by the age of 25. Hello, Cassidy, and welcome to the show. Hello, Rochelle. Thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Now, is there anything you want listeners to know uh, as we get started here? Yeah, yeah. Um, so if there was one thing that I wanted them to know, um, one of the first things that it says on my Instagram bio is soft petal, big flower energy. Okay. Um, and to me, what that means is that um, in this world, I think that it can be a hard world sometimes. I think a lot of people can experience that. Mm -hmm. And um, with this um, saying for me, it just reminds me that I am allowed to stay fragile. I'm allowed to stay vulnerable. I'm allowed to be kind and compassionate and show my heart and wear it on my sleeve. And I don't have to be this tough person. I can um, be my, um, soft self and still be beautiful and strong because like when you have those big flowers that have all those petals, even though they're really tiny and fragile on their own, when you have them all together, they actually can take some weight. And so I <laughs> just love that. So you've given us a lot of thought. Yeah. Now I, I appreciate that. Now for a minute there, I thought I heard myself echoing. Can you hear an echo or anything in our, in our conversation right now? I cannot. Okay, I cannot either, but I did just a moment ago and wanted to be sure that that didn't continue throughout. I love this concept of, I, I think we do probably, by and large, think of flowers as being sort of fragile, and there probably are, obviously are some species that are, but but like you say, they're, they're, they're really meant to, you know, be soft and and while they're being that, they're also very strong. They're also very sturdy. They're they're looking for light. They're, I you know, that. they're they're trying to, you know, come out and grow and bloom and blossom and be all that they can be. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Looking for light too. I I love how you worded that specific part. I think that's like the most beautiful part to the core of my existence actually in general is like looking for the light to so can like that like really embodies everything that has to do with my life and just replace light with love or light with God or spirit or Christ mm -hmm. or whatever you can place it with. But that's always what my eyes are on. So excellent. Really appreciate that about you. Yeah. Really do. All right. What three words do we use to describe yourself? Uh, yeah. So if I had to use three words to describe myself, um, I would use love, joy, and compassion. Mm. Um, 
yeah, I think at my core, I think those would be um, the ones that like, if you have just met me for like five minutes or you've known me like most of our life, I think that everyone could still agree that you experience some, hopefully all three, but at least one of those <laughs> characteristics from me during our time together. Um, and so I would say, yeah, those three would be my three that I would define myself by. Beautiful. Okay, now I thought I just heard myself again. Now I don't again. Okay, we're just going to keep proceeding. And if I get the echo, then we're going to figure out what it is because we certainly don't want that in there. That really is beautiful. Love, joy, compassion. That really um, sort of begins to paint a picture of how you show up in the world and who you want to be. Because I think these three words, you know, describe who you are sort of to yourself and describe who you are in like how you hope you're conveying this the way that you live your life. Yeah. So that's why I like this. It's not really a question per se, but this is why I like this because I, I think it's, it's, it's very revealing with, and you think, well, three words, how revealing can that be? But actually I think it can be very revealing. No, I agree. I agree. Especially to, um, like you said, it's not necessarily like, the three maybe them defined by by most but to me that's like what sticks out to me what I want to be what I hope people portray for me and I love that you made that a point um because I think there's still like beauty in that that I I may not always be that way I'm human um right. I'm probably not always that way <laughs> um I've been told I can have um a resting b-i-t-c-h face and growing up in high school I would have a lot of people come and like actually get to know me and they would be like oh my gosh I thought you were a and you're actually like so sweet and I'm like yeah like you just gave me a second to open my mouth like I know I come off shy and that's why I come off that way but I'm actually like just a huge bubble of of I don't know goofiness laughter joy little kid energy I don't know (laughs) Well, that's beautiful. And that certainly is coming across right now as, as we have this real life, real time conversation. Would you say that maybe there's a side of you that feels maybe a little protective at first? And that's why you kind of have maybe a more resting, I'll call it a serious face. You know what I mean? Like you're you're just maybe just a touch or tad little cautious. So you just kind of like tiptoe in and kind of wait to see if this is safe and if it is then here you get the bubble of joy and love and all of that would you say that's true yeah I would actually say that's probably yeah true um I think that my kindness can people can see it as a weakness or use it against me as a weakness um I've grown to accept that like that's my strength my sensitivity is my strength I don't see it as a weakness anymore absolutely um but I acknowledge that that is what some people can do and perceive and whatnot. And so I definitely think that I have that unconscious guard up most of the time. Um, and yeah, I think, I think even people close to me could even um, say maybe that they experience that sometimes that I go through moments where I'm more, a little bit more pulled back because um life doesn't always match the energy that you give out. And I, in my adult life, thankfully have learned to love and accept myself and have come a long way to be able to share myself and be fully myself on the internet. And even now I have voices and active people in my life that are like, 
you're not portraying yourself correctly on social media or you like a lot of just not the nicest things because I don't want to go into all of those and Mm -hmm. it's taken me a lot of work to get to the point where I'm able to share freely so for you to even um acknowledge that I'm showing up fully as myself because it's taken a lot of work to get me to the point where I feel comfortable being fully myself I just really respect and honor like your heart and being able to like see that in me because hmm. that just makes me so thank you <laughs> well that is very touching and moving thank you for that and I as I told you before we you know got on the call that that's what really drew me to you was the fact that you really are being a very authentic. And of course, I don't know you at all, but there's something when somebody does show up really as themselves fully and embraces that there's, there's like, you know, we use the word light, there's a light there and um, a joy there and a, a sense of confidence and confidence is really just a belief in yourself. And, and, and that for me translates translates through what you're saying on social media. So I I greatly appreciate that, that about you. And I would say the people that don't say you're doing it right, you know, I don't know if they're your people or not, or if you just need to like, oh, okay, you know, try on what they're saying. And then just, you know, if it doesn't fit, you don't have to wear it. That's kind of what I say, right? I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh. I'm going to need to get that on a little um, like board to hang up on my wall. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think that's a, I enjoy that. Well, I appreciate sort of that concept of if someone says something and they're somebody that like you typically value their opinion, like maybe it's a parent or a good friend or whatever, you, you just like, okay, you, you sort of receive it and then you, you think about it a bit and then you kind of decide, you know, is there any part of that that feels true to me? And, and if it, if I, if I just can reject it completely, that's, that's okay. They said it. It is not true for me. I do not have to wear it. So you just put it in the discard pile. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. I love that so much. I work Good. with a therapist that like reminds me that like, we have this whole thing about like, I'm a green shirt and that like everybody has a different shirt, a different color shirt. And it's okay to be that different color shirt. You don't have to be the same color shirt as like your significant other or your parent that's giving you this opinion that you should be this way or you should be that way. Um, she says that shooting is like shooting on yourself. Yes. Yes, and I do not like the shoulds. The shoulds, yes. no. You got to get, love- get take that word out of your vocabulary. Yes. yes. Yes, I love that analogy. I think once you put that into my head, it really helped me to become hyper aware of that and work through letting go of all the shoulds and expectations and like invisible pressure that I put onto myself that like doesn't even really exist. So, right. And that's a, that's a good and important thing to work through. So thank you for, for bringing that point up. Yeah. Do you know how to play two truths and a lie where you say three things and I try and figure out which one yes. is not true? Yes. Okay, Get, bring them to me. All right. Okay. Um, so my two truths and a lie would be, um, my first one would be that I am 25 and a homeowner and have been a general manager of a hotel, um, but I'm not currently anymore. Um, my next one. Oh my gosh, that was like three and one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay. 
I don't, yeah, I don't know where that one came from. Oh, that's fine. No, there are no there, rules here. I'm a no. detailed person. Okay, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm a really detailed person. I love writing, actually. I'm, I really, I think that's something that I really enjoy sharing on social media as well as like writing poems and little to me things. I, that's one of my passions. So, um, but it's also something that, you know, is a little over the top sometimes. <laughs> um, never, my next one would be, I've been skydiving over a waterway. And then my last one would be, I've traveled the whole East Coast from Florida to Canada. East Coast from Florida to Canada. Okay. All right. Let's take a look at these. All right. You're 25, a homeowner, and you were a hotel manager. Okay. I'm going to set that one aside. You've been skydiving over a waterway. Okay. And you traveled the, the whole East Coast from Florida to Canada. Okay, so here's my thought process. Um, the thing about the first one is you've got three things in there. So odds are pretty good that one of those might not be right, correct? The second one, the skydiving and over a waterway, you've got two things there. But I, on some level, I could maybe see you skydiving. But then this could be tricky, like, well, yeah, I, I did do that, but I didn't do it over waterways. So you've got like, well, you've got a lot of tricky things here. And the East Coast, and there you and then you clarified the whole East Coast. So from Florida to Canada, it really is the whole thing. So, you know, maybe it was part of the, you know, you're very good at this because <laughs> you've got a lot of like little tricky maneuvers uh, in this. Okay. I guess I, I got to go with one. I got to go with one. Yeah. I'm going to say, what am I going to say? Um, 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 I'm going to say that, um, gosh, I've never been so stumped before, by the way, Cassidy, <laughs> not at all. All right. I'm going with number three, travel the East Coast from Florida to Canada, and which is kind of silly because out of all of those, that's the easiest one. Oh, right? Look at your gut, though. That's actually good way to go. That that was correct. That's correct. Oh, so. my gosh. That was the lie? Yeah, that was a lie. I haven't been all the way up to Canada. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Okay. So not all the way up to Canada. Okay. So now we've got the true ones, which you have been skydiving. Yes. And you did sky. Did Okay. Did they drop you over water or you just, or what? Tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I live in Virginia and we were going skydiving over actually near BMI and then the I don't know what, what that is. What's BMI? B BMI. It's Virginia oh, Military Institute. Okay, got it. V yeah, as it, in Victor. Got it. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. It's over on um the east, like on the coast of Virginia. Got and it. And I'm more in Southwest Virginia. Um, and so we were already halfway across the state on our way to go skydiving when the weather turned out to be bad and we couldn't go skydiving there. <laughs> so thankfully they had a sister skydiving place, and it happened to be near the York River. So we were able to go skydiving over the York River. They drop us over the York River and then control it to where you end up landing. And like, it was like this tiny like football field kind of thing that was over nearby. <laughs> yeah. And they also did not teach you how to land until you were already in the air. Like, oh. asking, and he was like, I'll teach you later. I'll teach you later. And then we're like literally in the air. And that's like when he taught you how to, how to like lift your legs up and then we'll just land on our butt. <laughs> oh my gosh. How was that? I, I loved it. I 
if I did it again, I wouldn't do it with video or photo because I feel like that was more of the focus and I didn't get to actually like take in the whole view and like all the details. But I absolutely, yeah, absolutely loved it and definitely loved it over the waterway specifically because that was actually the first time I had ever been in an airplane. <laughs> and, what? <laughs> yeah. And I jumped out of it. And so it was really beautiful being able to see <laughs> to see the whole waterway and all the ins and outs and stuff. That's t- <laughs> So <laughs> remarkable. Oh my goodness. Okay, so you don't mind heights then because you yeah, you don't mind heights. Okay. Not not as much, not as much. I mean, they're definitely gonna get me a little bit because my mom was like terrified of heights to the point where we couldn't even go out onto like the balcony at the beach by ourselves because she would freak out. <laughs> so I've developed like a little bit of like a little bit of a gut feeling like as I've gotten older, but for the most part, I do not experience the height fear. So I'm grateful for that. Okay. Which brings us to number one. So you are 25. Yes. You are a homeowner and you were a hotel manager and all of that is true. Yes. Well, that's quite, quite astounding at your young age to already be a homeowner and to have already, I mean, a lot of people would think, well, they would think of uh, hotel management as a career. Yeah. So often by the time you're 25, maybe you haven't too many people have not necessarily dabbled in what I would call a career. So, oh my gosh, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. So now that I'm like here sharing my life story with you, I realize (laughs) it's just the complete beauty and grace of God that has that I have experienced throughout my life because everything truly has um, almost fallen into my lap (laughs) Um, in in the most beautiful way possible. So the manager job, um, I got that one. I had graduated with interdisciplinary studies of nursing and psychology, my bachelor's. And I didn't have like the full nursing side of the degree. And then with psychology, you really need the master. So I just really wasn't sure what my next steps were. And I was applying to all these different jobs. And one day I just happened to down in downtown Blacksburg where Virginia Tech is. I happened to go down there and go to a bookstore that I didn't realize even existed. And I've lived in this area my whole life. And so I'm walking to this bookstore that I didn't even know existed. And I walked by Main Street Inn, which was the hotel I ended up being a general manager at. And they had a hiring sign in their window. So I walk in the hotel in my ripped jeans and... um was like, are you hiring? They're like, yeah, we're hiring. And so I started with them at $13 an hour as a front desk person. And then two or three months later, um, the person that had hired me, the general manager left and a new one got brought on and she wanted an assistant. So I got promoted assistant general manager. And then fast forward like six to seven, eight months down the road, she decided to leave. And so I got promoted to general manager. Oh my gosh. I was really grateful for that, but the whole reason why I went to school for nursing and psychology was for the people, and my heart was around the people, and this was a private-owned hotel, um, lovely hotel, um, lovely people that own the hotel, um, and a great place to stay for sure if you're, like, going down to Virginia Tech, but for me, it's, um, the economy is what it is, and um, trying to get people in and hire people is what it is, and I was really having to put dollar signs onto people and Mm. I was really struggling with that that just like wasn't really where my heart was at because here I was living with these people day in and day out and I knew that their rent had been raised or this bill had come up for their child who had been sick for the past week and I'm having to make all these choices 
the people that live all the way across the state. And I totally understand why they're making that choice, but I just didn't feel comfortable myself being in that position. It just wasn't good for my heart and my like spiritual, mental, emotional health. So um ended up leaving there and ended up working at a chiropractic place after that, which I enjoyed a lot more because um, it was a lot more pa- like patient focused and was able to actually focus on the person in front of me. And so I really enjoyed that a lot more. Well, great. And that sounds a little more aligned with what you ended up majoring in, you know. Yeah, exactly. 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 So yeah, I really, I really loved that. Um, and the homeowner situation, this is actually my second home that I've owned. <laughs> <laughs> I bought one in 2021 and then sold it in 2022 and then bought this home in 2022 and have been in this home since September. Um but the reason why I'm even able to do that is because um, it, this is not a, it doesn't have to be a sad thing. It's been a couple of years now where it doesn't have to be a sad thing, but I lost or I didn't lose my dad. I, my dad passed on into a different realm of living um, in 2020. And so he worked really hard throughout his life and was able to actually leave some money behind for me. And so me and my brother live in this home now with the money that we were able to get from my dad. So. That's why I'm able to be a homeowner this young. Right. You know, I, I think it is absolutely fascinating that you use the word, I didn't lose him. He went on to a different realm because um, you, you likely don't know my story and I'm not going to get too into it. But but I did, I, I, my husband and I did have a son who passed oh. on and at three months of age and you know, sometimes, you know, when you're talking to people, you'll just be like, oh, yeah, we lost our son. Da, 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 da. But when I at that time, and as I was processing my grief and all, and maybe and I'm sure that you can relate to this on, on a certain level as well, sort of word choice and you being a writer really became very important to me. Yeah, because yeah. I wanted to convey the right thing in my own mind. I, I'm not going to tell other people how they can speak or look at it. But for myself, no, I didn't lose him as in, you know what I mean? Like he can't be right. found. And so like you just corrected yourself with the, the loss. And I, I just immediately went, oh, I completely understand what she's saying. Yeah, no, exactly. I love how you said that, like the importance of words, you really wanted to be able to like articulate correctly what you were experiencing. Absolutely. And even though to the exterior, it may look like a loss, you were still holding him in your heart and you still were holding him within you, even though your body wasn't holding him anymore, you were still holding on to him and to his yes. spirit. Um, and 100%. so, yeah, I, I actually had a really, um, I, I'm, the reason, another reason why I'm able to be myself on social media is truly because of my like work with the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ and everything. And I've always had a really strong faith until I got into college. I had some mental health, serious mental health issues and was suicidal. So I really struggled. Oh, with so my, yeah, it was rough. Um, so I really struggled with my relationship with God for a while and I've had, had to work really hard to get back to it. And so I really realized just recently that that turning point for me was after my dad passed, I had gone to the beach and there was a woman there named Pam and she just happened to be sitting by me and my boyfriend and the bartender um, just randomly gave me and my boyfriend and her all three shots. So we all take three <laughs> shots together. And so here we are at this bar and we start talking to this lady and I'm talking to her about my German shepherd and my German shepherd at the time was a puppy 
and was very obsessed with like shadows like he would like be obsessed to the point where like the whole entire floor was covered in like his drool because he was like hyper focused on them and like trying to, to chase them and he would like jump up in an arc like an arch a complete arch and like come back onto the ground it was absolutely hilarious um but for some reason that came up I was missing our baby Charlie and so I was talking about him at the bar while we were having shots with this woman and she asked me randomly she was like have you lost someone recently and I was like yes this was in November my dad had passed in September and I go yes and she goes was it sudden and I go yeah and she goes well he wants to let you know that he's sorry he didn't know it was going to happen like that and I was like do what do what like even now it kind of takes my breath away like wait what'd you say what'd you say again you said you said who said what said you said who what and so we had ended up having this whole entire conversation for like hours for the rest of the night about like her spirituality and her beliefs and like all this different stuff. And it really, I had been raised Christian and I had never really opened myself up to anything outside of the church's definition of Christianity. And I think at this point was when I allowed myself to open myself up more to the Holy Spirit and to the bigger truth at play and the beauty and the joy that's actually happening within this world. Um, my mom even recently made a statement that she's really been struggling with Christianity and she's realized just recently, she went to church with me on Easter, which was like amazing. She realized just recently that the reason she's feeling that way about Christianity isn't because Christianity itself, but because of the Christians in our world nowadays and how they are acting and what they're bringing across. Um, yes. And so and she's really struggling with that. And she's been a teacher her whole life. And she's considering like going into politics now. And growing up, I never even heard my parents talk about politics. And now my mom's like considering being a politician just because of like everything that's going on in the world. And it's just really mind blowing to see all of that. And I'm just so grateful that through all of this chaos and this craziness that like the calm and the certainty and the clarity of Christ has like come come through for me in beautiful, miraculous, joyful, peaceful ways. And um, I just hope that as I continue to share myself authentically on social media and just in my day-to-day life, that I continue to share that light that I've been gifted. Right. To right. Others. And not even my own light, but I think the importance is for us to remember that, like, I don't want to heal anybody. I don't want to like make anyone better. I don't want to fix anybody because nobody needs to be fixed. I truly believe that like we're all whole in the eyes of the Holy Spirit and of God. And so for me, when I say like show people my light, it's really me just reflecting them back their own light. Like if you can see light in me, like earlier, I thanked you for your heart because I think the only reason why you can see me and my authenticity is because you've allowed yourself to see that your own authenticity within yourself and have allowed your own heart to open up and that's why you're able to see my open heart. And so I think that's really beautiful. And I really appreciate that. Thank you, Cassidy. And I have to say at age 25, you have already gone through a lot of really big, big thoughts. And you've spent some quite a bit of time pondering it all and deciding um, what, what is your belief system and wanting to uh, share that in the sense of 
because it informs who you are, like you were saying, you want, you wanted to share that light. I mean, it's not about, you know, hitting people over the head or, you know, and and I totally understand what you're saying because the Christians in our world, the way they're acting. I mean, you know, if I ever identify as Christian, I immediately say, not that kind. Right, not that kind. Right. Not that kind. It's unfortunate that we feel we have to do that. Yeah, it is very unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. Yeah, there's a lot of Christians out there who give Christians a bad name. And that is just, it's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. I, that's the perfect word to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, fantastic. Now we're going to go on to a slightly lighter thing. And that was just Ooh. so beautiful. Thank you, Cassidy, <laughs> for that. One of your One of your favorite movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. So it took me a second because I love watching movies. And so whenever people like ask, like, what's your favorite movie? Or like, hey, what song should I play right now? I'm like, I can't think of a single title to a single song I've ever heard in my whole entire life. (laughs) Um, But I finally realized the one that like I kept coming like back home to was one that I used to watch on repeat um, as a child to go to bed with. I had it on VCR. And um I don't think I ever got it on DVD, actually. So I guess I just never watched it until eventually, I guess it came out on streaming networks. I don't know. But um, it is a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff. And um, yeah, I can't remember the guy's name that plays Austin Ames. Chase something, maybe. I don't know. I can't remember his name, but I absolutely loved it. And I was trying to think, like, because all these questions, it really, like, like you said, it's a reflection of yourself. And so I was looking back on, like, my own heart and, like, why, why is this my favorite movie? Or, like, why even, like, what determines what my favorite movie is even, you know? And so I realized that there was this, like, characteristic between the movies that I enjoyed growing up. So, like, growing up, like, Disney, my first Disney one, like, if I had to have a favorite growing up, it was Mulan, Mulan, Mulan. Can't say that word for nothing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and then a Cinderella story. And then, like, as I got older, um, like, I really like Eat, Pray, Love. And so what I realized was these connections between all these favorite movies was the, like, strong feminine character and the fact that she was, like, proving that she had the power within herself, that she had the strength that, like, Mulan, for instance, she was just as strong as any of the other men. Um, and I was raised by a very strong um minded father and he taught me from a young age how to wrestle and and (laughs) whatnot I thought that me and my brother were having a fun time but now looking back he has let me know that I was like actually kicking his butt and I didn't realize that I thought that I was you know just learning some wrestling skills but (laughs) apparently I was going a little too strong um but I've always enjoyed like that aspect of um like honoring our strengths and um so I think that's like why why those would be my favorite movies would be those ones where they have romance and there's a guy involved and there's love and stuff. But at the end, like it's still her. Like she's she's the one that's staying on her two feet. She didn't ever like, you know, I don't know how to word it necessarily, but no, you you worded it really well. Uh I mean, and, and I I really appreciate the way that you pondered and thought about okay, why do I like the movies I like? You took it even a step farther. And realize that the through line is the the strong uh, female character, the yeah. one who, who realizes, oh, I really can do that thing, and right. and and that's a lot of that. yeah. yeah, that's a lot of what the show is about is trying to encourage people out there to whatever that thing is that makes you 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 know you know do it, be it, 
You know, it's really. I love that. It can be simply put, but but there's all kinds of things that we let get in our way. And sometimes there are things that get in our way. So it's both internal and external. And um, it just is is a place and a space to really encourage the exploration of, you know, who you are and what you're doing about who you are or your passion. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you not only said do it, but be it. Oh, yeah. I didn't say like be it and do it. Like, I feel like being is such an important part of it all that like a lot of times in this world, it's there's so much focus on the doing. Like, what are you doing? And if you're not doing this, you're not doing enough. You're not being enough. Or da, 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 da. But it's more so like, who are you? Who are you being? Like, what's your where's your heart at? And um, I think the more we focus on that, the more that we'll start to enjoy our external reality more a lot of people are like upset with their external reality but I think it's because we put so much pressure on the doing that they lose that like internal spark of like who they're being who they're meant to be so so well put so well put Uh, name a person that inspires you as we talk about inspiration and strong female characters yeah 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 yeah. um so for me um this is another one of those like tough questions. I know, I know. <laughs> it's like, and and you so know what? Cassidy, it could be a different answer tomorrow. That's the other thing exactly, about these questions. Yes. It's just in this moment, at this intersection, at this moment in time, in this conversation, who's 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 coming to your mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um for me it goes back home to a person that I have labeled as a role model and someone someone that has inspired me from a really young age and that would be my grandma my mom's mom mm. yes um she actually passed uh in april on april 17th last year okay so okay. we're about to come up on the year um but again not lost she's just she's here with me in other ways um and she had a lot of family that had already passed on as well um, and so it was her time and everything. Um, but with that, my grandma was, she didn't grow up in um, the lightest, most um, enjoyable of homes mm-hmm. um, growing up in her childhood, which I wasn't actually really aware of until I got to be an adult that could like understand that. Um, and growing up with the grandma that I grew up with, and knowing that now as an adult and understanding what that looks like, I would never have like understood that that's what she had gone through because my grandma was always generous, always kind, always loving, always giving, always like just abundant, I think is honestly a really good word to describe my grandmother. And she was the one that like I went to church with growing up and she was the one that like continued to go to church even after I had stopped for a little while. And she always had her her Bible beside her when in her chair and like all of that. She just experienced. She was she was she embodied love. I think is why mm-hmm. she inspired me the most. Um, and for me, the word inspired means like in spirit. Like what what when something inspires me or is inspiring. To me, I take that as something that's in spirit. Spirit is is bringing through something or I don't know how to word that necessarily. I'm not always great with words in terms of how my brain comes, what I'm experiencing and then words. Um, But my grandma, she was always, I think that's a great word, spirit. She was always very spirited. And I 
all my friends growing up called her grandma and she would come into basketball games and like five to six, like five to 10 kids would come running down the bleachers yelling grandma and they're like all different colors. And so mm-hmm. everyone's like, what in the world is going on? And, and she just, yeah, she was, she was the best. Well, how wonderful that she could be that not just for you, but for a lot of the people in, in your life as you were growing up. And that's, yeah. that's quite a legacy to leave. And how wonderful now that you're telling me about her and, yeah. uh, you know, that that's her, the wave of her influence continues. I, the wave of her influence continues. I love that. I love the way you word things. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, and, and, uh, so our next question is a piece of advice. You know, a piece of wisdom. You, that's it. A piece of wisdom you keep handy. Yeah. Um, so a piece of wisdom that I keep handy, um, a piece of advice that has, or a piece of wisdom that has continually come across my awareness, um, especially the past few months, um, is, and especially in the craziness that is this world and everything that we experience, um, what always brings me home and grounds me and um, helps helps me to clarify or see where my heart is within a situation is knowing that God is and nothing else is. And I know that sounds a little weird and a little confusing, but um, like, for instance, so like if God is love, then anything that is not love is not God. And like, if God is joy, then like, I don't know. I never know how to like word things necessarily. I'm really, really rough with wording things, which I struggle with. Um, but for me, you're, you're, you're explaining it, I think, quite well. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's just that like the power in, in seeing, it's like the saying that so many people say of like being in the world, but not of the world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this saying kind of brings me back home to is that if I'm one with God, and we're all one with God. That's what I see. That's what I experience within this reality. And nothing else is. So this world wants you to see separation. And they want you to see all of this heartbreak that's happening. I mean, literally everywhere. I don't have to literally mention any of it. Because even me saying, right. you know, mm-hmm. in the world, so many different images from news and social media and personal experiences come across like everyone's mind. Um but the, the thing is, is that I believe that the Holy Spirit is with us in every single step of all of that. And it's our choice to see what we want to see within a situation. Perspective is everything. And so, um, like, for some reason, what's coming to mind right now as an example, which I don't know why this is an example is coming to mind, but like a football game. A football game happens and there's been a fumble or something and everyone's like replay replay like we have to rewatch it to see what actually happened because like that side saying that he fumbled it the other side's like no he, he's good he got it before it touched the ground um and you have to like replay it to be able to see the truth there and so for me it's kind of like the saying of like it's not the importance of your first thought but your second thought so mm. it's not what I, it's not what I first see but it's what I take away from what I'm seeing um and so like I can 
see the same thing that you're seeing and we can take it in two different ways. You could take it in a negative way if you chose to. And I could take it in that way if I chose to. I understand that perspective that you're coming from, but I choose to see it from the positive perspective that I'm also seeing and experiencing. And in that choice is my power of free will. And that's where I get to experience love and abundance and joy and peace. My gosh, I can't believe you're 25. I mean, this is just crazy. Crazy in a good way, a really good way. Oh my gosh, seriously. I've got a lot of work to get to where I am. Oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just blown away. I'm just completely blown away. Incredible. I I really understand what you're saying. And I also get that it's very hard to put into words you know, in a way, but that, you know, it's like succinct, but I think you, you did a very, very good job of expanding on the thought and, uh, and really fleshing it out. So thank you for that. Okay. Now it's time for a deep dive and we don't have a lot of time because we've spent all this wonderful time getting to know you, but let's spend a few minutes with uh, what we call our deep dive, uh, your, your passion. I think your passion is coming through and has come through throughout this conversation, uh, the idea of, you know, showing up as yourself, the idea of being one with God and being positive and how you look at things that matters. So is that, would you say that's your passion or is there another passion you want to share with us today? No, yeah, yeah. I would say for me, the biggest passion um, lies in, um, Kind of what we talked about in the beginning, actually, when I talked about like the small petal, big flower energy, you made the comment of like those flowers are always looking for the light. And that's where my passion is, is is looking towards the light, looking towards spirit, looking towards love. And for me, spirit can be experienced in an abundance of ways. Um, I just recently went on a trip to Florida and the ways that I experienced um, spirit was in a variety of ways. I went to the Natural History Museum and I got to walk through the path of like indigenous people that had lived on the land of South Florida, Southern Florida. And then I went to like an art museum where I got to see the spirit, like spirit of love and of whatever that may be come through these images. I see an image in front of me and I might see like this person might see A and this person might see B and this person might see C. And for me, I feel like that's where spirit is experienced. You know, you, people talk about opening the Bible randomly and having a scripture that they read randomly speak to them, or they can read like the same scripture at age 15, 20, and 25 and interpret it in three different, completely different ways. And I think that's really beautiful, actually. And um, I think that's like where my passion lies is wherever spirit can come through, whether it be through art or music or dance or whatever whatever it may be I think that spirit doesn't have to you don't have to come home to God just through church you can come home to God every day and every moment gosh (laughs) I think spirit's flowing through me I don't take credit for anything that I've said tonight (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I, I'm just sitting here trying to think if you need to write a book or start a, start a movement or I don't even know, but you know, you were 25 and, and I, I, I say that because, you know, I'm, I'm much older than you are. And, and it's, 
these sorts of thoughts that you have and are articulating don't necessarily come until one has lived more life. And the fact that you are already um, really defining this for yourself is is really nothing short of extraordinary, truly. Oh my gosh, that literally means so much. You have no idea. Like that literally means so much because I've said it multiple times throughout this thing that I have done a lot of work to get to where I am. Um, I struggled through college with mental health issues that I had never struggled with before college. Um, And it hit me out of nowhere. And then I struggled with suicidal thoughts and I'm like, oh my gosh, my mom was like, oh my gosh, because here I am like living a good life. I have a good family and I was in college and I'm intelligent and I have a job and I like have always been middle-class and I'm really grateful for that, that I've never had to like suffer through that experience within this life that I've never had to go without. And I'm really grateful for that. But yet here I was experiencing the most darkest, hellish, crippling experience that I had ever experienced I couldn't even get out of bed and I would be driving like 85 90 miles per hour to another state literally just trying to like clear my mind because I couldn't think straight and I did a lot of things that just weren't me and some really dangerous things but through all of that through every single moment through every single left turn and right turn and people always taking left and right turns and up and down turns and everywhere turns and only the right turn seemed to be the right turns to everyone. But I needed all the turns. I didn't just need the right turn. I just didn't just need the left turn. Like I needed, I needed all of the turns to get to where I am now. Um, And so I'm just really grateful that I can even experience this with you and that you even, you know, felt the need to call out and reach out to me. I don't see that as a coincidence. I don't really see a lot of things really as coincidence. Same, <laughs> so same. I, yeah, I, I just really see the beauty and the spirit and just this alone, this um, talk and conversation. So I just absolutely have loved every minute of it. And I'm so grateful for you for it. As have I, Cassie, and I am grateful for you. And on that note, we're going to conclude. And, and I, again, I want to thank you for the willingness to be so vulnerable and to share that you've, you know, had dark times. I mean, I just don't think too many of us get out of this life without that, but you, and you have uh, really shared and brought hope to people who do go through dark times that there is more, there is more ahead. Yes. And that you can, you choose to hang in there a little bit longer. And, and that looks a lot of different ways. I'm, I'm not here to espouse any certain thing. There's therapy, there's medication, there's all kinds of things that can work. Different things work for different people, but find the thing that works, whatever that is, or v- typically a variety of things that work yes. that get you where you need to go. And I love, I love that, that you just said that. Yeah, variety. It, I think that's an importance. I think this very, world puts so much weight on quick fixes and this one thing will fix me. But like, especially if you get into mental health medications, you have to trial and error for a while sometimes. And that can be really hard. Or same thing with therapists. You have to find like Cinderella, the right shoe that fits. And um, but I, there's beauty in that as well. I think that it can seem so dark and so, so much suffering. Um, I think the beauty that I've really learned through spirit is 
the choice, choice, the free will of choice that I can choose how I see something, choose how I experience something. I can choose whether or not I suffer or not. I can't choose whether or not I experience pain. Can't choose that, unfortunately. But I can choose whether or not I allow that pain to have me experience suffering. I don't have to suffer. Um, and so there's beauty and power in choosing not to suffer. So you don't have to suffer. Oh gosh, you're yes, you're very wise, very sage, very sage. I really thank appreciate you. that. Yeah, so thank you, Cassidy, for your time and for all this work that you have done to to get to this place of being absolutely positive and being an inspiration to me. And I know to everybody who listens to our conversation on your episode. So thank I thank you, you for so that. Much. Being drawn to stories with strong female characters who figure out they do have what it takes within themselves, I believe Cassidy also has the strength. As she says, she has seen some dark days. Cassidy needed all those different experiences to get to where she is today. She has made a point to see the good, to take the free will she's been gifted, and to focus on the positive. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now a prayer. God, thank you for showing me your unfailing love. I am so grateful that your love endures forever. Nothing can separate me from you or keep me from your presence. Thank you for drawing near to me through this time. And thank you for what you're going to do next. In Jesus' name, amen. That's from you version. As Cassidy said, choose how you see something. Look for the positive.